Hi, I'm Allie Marie, and I am a sinner. Today, the heaviest thing on my heart is offering the reminder that Jesus said that it is not the healthy, it is not the well who need a physician, rather it is the sick. He has come for the sick. He has come to die on the cross and die for sins. And the moment anybody denies their need for Jesus to follow his commandments, to follow in his footsteps, to receive his grace, is the moment that they become as the Pharisees. You can believe theology, you can believe doctrine, you can live it out in your life and everything else, and it still takes a personal relationship with Jesus Christ to have a humble heart, to be seeking him so that you can become well, that you acknowledge that you are sick and are in need of a physician. It is then that Jesus can work his grace in your life. This does require effort on our part. If you are sick and you never call the doctor, you never go to the doctor, you are not going to get better. You could get better on your own in time. That's not how spirituality works. We have to seek Jesus. He tells us, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. So we still have to call on him. We still have to call the doctor. We have to call on Jesus to offer his redemptive nature to our souls. Additionally, here in Mark chapter 2, verse 17, he talks about how um, Jesus rebukes the religious leaders who see themselves as righteous and without need of Jesus and the salvation he provides. This is where in the Pharisees, they get into dangerous territory because they are rule abiding. They are not seeking a genuine relationship with, with God. They are not rooted in love. They are authoritarian. They are simply dictating the rules without any regard to the person. I myself have been accused of this on my channel, and I got very nervous at one point that I was speaking without love. After reviewing all of my videos, I did end up reposting the vast majority of them, and it was that I was speaking in love. I spoke doctrine. I was sharing doctrine. And at that same time, I was sharing my personal need for Jesus to overcome the temptations in my life reflecting the doctrine. I at no point am hypocritical in any of my videos because I'm stating I struggle with this too and this is something where this is what I do to overcome this. I seek this prayer. I do, you know, I avoid the temptations. I don't watch these types of movies. Like what am I doing to avoid that near occasion of sin? And so it takes a lot, it took a lot of introspection on my part to um, be assured that I was in fact speaking out of love, first off, willing the good of another, but that I was also doing that, um, loving my neighbor as myself, that I was also taking those action steps to um, to ensure that I wasn't speaking hypocritically, right? They say there, there's the verse in the Bible that talks about why are you worried about the speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own? And I honestly think that the people who were coming at me for certain things were concerned about the speck in my eye while they had a plank in their own because they weren't Bible-seeking believers. They weren't followers of Christ. They weren't people who were devout Catholics telling me that I was acting outside of doctrine. I did have one of those. There was a Catholic who was newly converted who said that she reported me to my bishop because I had a live discussion with somebody in regard 
regard to Catholicism, and she felt that I needed to be authoritarian in my approach, that by asking questions and trying to understand where they were coming from so that they could see the cognitive dissonance and what they were saying, which they ended up seeing, ultimately, they wanted to talk to me again and everything else, um, that that's the whole point of asking questions, right? It's to help somebody see the light on their own instead of trying to force them to see what it is that is understood to be true. I can hold knowledge and not be throwing it in somebody's face. I can instead seek with genuine care, genuine curiosity, genuine thoughtfulness to say, well, wait, like, well, what about this aspect, you know? And, and instead of saying, well, no, you're wrong, this is how it is. How could you even possibly think that way? Which is how she seemed to think that I needed to be in order to be an authentically good Catholic, that my bishop needed to know that I was asking questions instead of um, rebuking people. Um, which I, you know, I constantly have to remind myself that I'm called to be like Christ and that I am not Christ. This comes with my sacrificial aspects of my life that, you know, if uh, I, I shared about my friend the other day who consistently came to me in her time of need. And then when I had a time of need, I, I didn't feel that she was present in the way that I needed. And um, and, and I have to remind myself in those moments, I'm, I'm called to be like Christ. I, I am not Christ, right? I'm, I am human. I'm not also 100% God. So my capacity is going to look differently than his. Christ never tires of hearing from us, even if even if you are only going to God in those rock bottom moments, even if you are only going to God in those moments where um, you feel like there's nowhere else to turn. He's still hearing you. You're still establishing a rapport of trust. You are still, you know, finding him in those moments. And he's never going to tire of that. Like, he wants you to come to him. And then hopefully you will begin to trust him so much and you will see those redemptive qualities in, in the nature of the outcomes when you do choose to seek him that you would eventually choose to seek him outside of those rock bottom moments, right? Sometimes we have to see a specialist for very particular medical concerns and then we can see our primary care provider for something that's a little more menial, right? A little blister or this or that. Jesus is all of the doctors, right? He, he covers the gamut. And so he wants to be there for every single aspect of our life. And he's just sitting there waiting for you. And, um, and so don't think that any level of your, um, you know, we are, we all fall short of the glory of God. And I just, I don't want you to think that there is anything that you could do that would ever, um, inhibit your ability to seek God, to seek him, right? Um, to fully experience him, you really do need to have that contrite heart, that turning away, that desire to follow his commandments and grow in holiness to be more like him. Um, but there, there is nothing that is going to stop his love for you. And unconditional love does not mean unconditional acceptance. He calls us to come as we are. We are not called to stay as we are. He wants us to, our, our hearts will naturally, as they gravitate toward him, they naturally long to be unified to him, mind, body, and spirit, have every aspect of that directly reflect what it is that the Father gives us. So God bless you on this second, um, as we enter the second week of Lent tomorrow. Um, but as we as we wrap up this first week of Lent, I just hope that it's been fruitful so far. I've appreciated um, doing these reflections with you. And I just look forward to continuing every day as we keep moving forward. So God bless you and I'll talk to you soon.